Welcome back to my podcast, everyone, or welcome if you're brand new. I'm excited that you're here. This is the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom Podcast, and my name is Justin. Today, I wanna talk to you about stepping up your game in 2023. Now, this is gonna be an episode to bookmark, to save as a favorite, you know, whatever you need to do so that you can potentially come back to this episode for reminders, because I am going to be giving you five ways that you can step up your game in 2023. And I'm gonna cover each one of those for you. But first, let's remember that we are not making New Year's resolutions in this episode. These are not resolutions, these are changes that you can make every day to turn your life around or maybe turn it down a road where you wanna go. You can't get that steering wheel to turn to the right or the left a little bit and you just take that extra nudge. Maybe you even just wanna start over again. And the reason we're not making New Year's resolutions is we remember and we recall from Tuesday's episode uh, that New Year's resolutions do not last. And the research shows that. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, which uh, aired on Tuesday, a couple days ago, uh, stop here and go back and listen to that one because you wanna get a good baseline for this episode, which are the five ways that you can step up your game going into this new year. So why don't we get started with number one? Let's get right into it. Number one, in order to really move forward, you have to release what happened in 2022 this year and look at it from a lesson learned perspective instead of a, I made the wrong choice or I regret it or I resent that person type of perspective. You know, when I used to work in a corporate setting and Those of you who work in corporate settings may know this and may do this now that you have to do yearly assessments. Either it's on the year at the end of the year, the calendar year, or it could be when your year anniversary comes up, or maybe your your company works on some kind of other calendar where at a certain point in the year everyone does an annual review or there are surveys that go out, which I can't stand, which we'll talk about that on another episode too, doing surveys at places of employment, uh, for each other, I mean, uh, as employees. But you, you kind of, when you go through all of these, these assessments, your individual assessment or assessments of other people or whatever it is, you go through your strengths, your weaknesses, ways you can improve, blah, blah, blah. It's very standardized, right? Now, some companies may not do this, and if you don't do it, great but a lot of companies do. And so what I want you to do though for this exercise in you know stepping up your game in 2023 is I want you to throw all of that out the window, all that standardized stuff out the window and really look back at the big moments in your life over the past year. Now, if you remember from the last episode, I said at the end of the last episode, I said that I am a proponent of looking into the next year for opportunity, and to make effective changes and those types of things. I am not a person who likes to say, oh, well, this year was you know, a wash, that's it. You know, We have to put it behind us and just never think about it again and we're just gonna start brand new all over again and we're gonna make all these resolutions and we're gonna hit the ground running and away we go. That is not me, it is not what I teach on this podcast and it is not research-based. Research tells you that only 16% of people who make New Year's resolutions follow through with them. That's, that means that the majority of people do not follow through with New Year's resolutions. And so I want you to start throwing all the stuff out the window with regards to what 
you know, standardize what didn't happen, where were your weaknesses, where were your strengths, da 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 throw all that out and look back at the big moments in your life. Like, did you change jobs? Did you move? Did you start a new relationship? And I don't mean a romantic one, it doesn't have to be romantic. What about friendships? Who are the people you started to form friendships with? Did, did any of those relationship relationships end? What about money? Was money a struggle? Did you come into some money? Did you lose some money? No matter what you did with these big changes, instead of looking back on the year and saying, oh, this was the worst year ever and we're just gonna put it to bed and never think about it again, why would you ever do that? Everything from the past allows you to learn something, but you wanna look back on it as a learning experience, not as a, this was a weakness, this was a horrible mistake, I regret this, I didn't like how I handled this, and we beat ourselves up. Just ask yourself, taking all that judgment out of it, what happened and how can I learn from it? What did you learn? Only what you learned. An example I'll give you is, I learned that working at any job where I have to manage someone or people in another person's business. So if the business is not my own, like this business is with the podcast and, and my, 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 my Strength Yoga and Freedom brand, if it's not that brand or business, I do not want to be in a leadership role anywhere that is not my own creation because that does not serve me anymore, okay? So I don't want to manage or supervise other people anymore. I've done that all my life and I don't want to do that anymore. So I could look back at that and I could say, well, maybe it's because this happened, this happened, and that happened, and oh God, that was a horrible mistake I made, or I should have known better, I should have learned my lesson at that time. No, 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 no. Those reasons don't matter. What matters is, in my soul, I understand that that no longer serves me. And so going forward, I am gonna make a conscious effort to make sure that if I'm in any kind of role that requires leadership, it is only going to be teaching. And what I mean by teaching is, let's say I work at a place that there's a there's group yoga, like a yoga studio or something like that. Teaching there is, is absolutely okay for me because I'm not managing the other people who work there. It's just a leadership role in teaching the community or the people that come through the doors. That's an example. That's number one, release what happened in 2022 and look at it from a learning perspective instead of all the things that went wrong or all the things that you think you did wrong or the mistakes you think you made. So that's number one. Now number two, let expectations go for the future. I discuss this often on here and I wanna repeat it again that when we have expectations for how we think things will go, we can be met with a lot of disappointment because expectations come from ego. Our ego says, okay, I expect that this is gonna happen because this is the safest bet. And if it's the safest bet, this is gonna yield me the safest, most profitable, most, you know, the best result ever. Well, we don't wanna start a brand new year with all these expectations on how we're gonna operate and how others are gonna operate as well, especially other people. And we're gonna talk more about this in an upcoming episode when we talk about expectations and other people. But when you're putting expectations on other people and you have not communicated those expectations or set boundary levels, all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. And human life is a continuous 
flow, which does not stop or change with a new calendar year. Human life doesn't say, well, it's January 1st, so now we're just gonna go ahead and we're, we're gonna stop our flow and we're gonna reset our flow and then we'll start flowing on you know January 2. That's not what human life does. Life, we're, we're moving, right? The, the, the axis on the earth is turning and working on how things can change by taking small steps and doing the work will guide you to where you, you're meant to be. And those are your dreams, where, you're, where you feel in your soul, this is what I really want to do. All of us have that. Whether you admit that to yourself or to someone else is up to you. But you have a dream. You have a yearning for something. And doing the small steps to guide you there is actually the opposite of expectations. It's, it is gonna take time for you get to, to get to fulfill the dreams that you're looking for. It'll take maybe more than a year. So it might not be, well, in 2003, uh, excuse me, 2023, I'm gonna reach all these different goals. That's why I'm not a fan of goal setting for one year specifically. I don't feel like you should limit yourself to one year and goals evolve and change. So it's important though to let those expectations go so you can settle the mind down and focus on the small tasks that will get you to where your dreams will be fulfilled. Because after all, a lot of us think of fulfilling our dreams by, by the way we're gonna fulfill them is by manifesting things. And manifesting works if you wanna do the work. It doesn't work if you're gonna put a big picture, I say this a lot on here, if you're gonna put a big picture of a yacht up on a vision board and say, I'm gonna have a yacht in six years, and the distance between you and having that yacht is so insurmountable, but you think it's just gonna come to you one day, that's not how it works. Okay, to, to, to get there, you, want to, you need to do the work to get there. And in order to do that, you have to let the expectations go. That's number two. Number three, and I kind of, we're leading into number three from number two, is that we're understanding that there is work to be done and you are not going to want to do it. <laughs> you are going to want to stay in bed when it's cold on January 2nd. You are going to want to put that project off because you don't have time or you're gonna to wanna to delay that conversation with that person because you're afraid of the reaction. The truth is there is work to be done and you, are, you aren't going to like it. This goes hand in hand with letting expectations go because the ego doesn't want to do any work. The ego is very lazy unless the ego senses danger. Then the ego puts you into overdrive, right? That's where anxiety comes from. When the ego gets into overdrive and how are we gonna protect ourselves and you get anxious. Anxiety is your body's physical response to danger. And so when you feel like something is dangerous for you, you start to get anxious. Your ego wants to protect you. Otherwise, it doesn't wanna do anything. It wants you to be comfortable and it wants you to be safe. Safety is very important, as I just mentioned. But being comfortable all the time will never promote progress. So just tell yourself now or remind yourself that there will be work to be done this year and always, no matter what the year is, no matter what the calendar is saying, there's work to be done. And no matter how you feel, you are going to have to take small steps to get the work done. So now let's do a little work with an ad coming up here. We're gonna take a short break with a little ad and we will be right back with number four and number five. Well, welcome back everyone. Now, we're gonna get right into number four, which is this. Do a people inventory. This one sucks a lot too. And it's important 
though, to look at who's in your life right now. Who is close to you, who's in your extended close family or close inner circle of friends, uh, people who are at work, people who you engage with on social media, et cetera, et cetera. This is very critical. And if you have not done a people inventory in a while, it might be time to do one because people doing a people inventory or a friend inventory or a personal inventory, whatever you want to call them, there's lots of terms. Doing that, it doesn't mean you do it once every, you know, once a year and that's it, or you do it one time only and you don't do it again. You need to do it repetitively on on your schedule, but you need to make sure you're consciously doing it because we're always moving through people in our lives. People are changing and we're evolving. And the people who are walking with you on your journey should support you in three ways. Not one of three ways, not two of three ways, in all three of these ways, and here they are. They should support you emotionally. And what I mean by emotionally is making you feel good about the journey you are on. Not making the journey that you're on about them and not making the journey that you're on about what they did wrong or how they can impact your journey. That shouldn't be their focus. They should be supporting and being empathetic with you on your journey. Number two, they should support you physically. So if you need them physically in your in your home or in your life somewhere or you're working with them or you're, you're working, it doesn't have to be work like your job. It could be you're working in your family unit for something or your friend unit for a, a goal of some kind. They should support you physically. And number three, they should be supporting you financially. And I don't mean that they're giving you money or you're using them to make money. What I mean is that they're not money drains on you and they understand that you have money boundaries so that means that you're not going to be going out every night if you can't afford it and there's they understand that these these things are very important to understand emotionally physically and financially if someone is not meeting all three of these categories it is time to decide where they fit in your life Here's a really good question to ask yourself when it comes to people who you work with because a lot of times we end up gaining friendships or relationships from people who we work with and a lot of times those people do not meet all three categories and I'm not saying that this is the only place we meet people that don't meet all three of those categories but a lot of times that happens at work because you spend a lot of time at work, all right? so. The question to ask yourself is, if your job was gone tomorrow, if everyone lost their jobs tomorrow, or God forbid, you know, the place that you work had a terrible fire and it was gone tomorrow and you couldn't work anymore, then how many of those people would you actually still be in contact with who are meeting you in an emotional way, in a physical way, or in a financial way? All three. And if they aren't, then where do they belong in your life? You may need to ask yourself this of not just your work colleagues, but of your friends or of or people in your family life too. It's a very cyclical process. This is not a one and done. So think about that. People should be supporting you emotionally, physically, and financially. And that also means that when you're working with people, they're not sabotaging your financial well-being either by being lazy or being overproductive and stealing from you. So those are there's that word financial doesn't mean you're again I want to be clear it doesn't mean you're making money off someone else. Now number 5 is probably my favorite and that is this dream imagine and create. 
I mentioned earlier that you can't just wish for things and you know, and you can't because manifesting is not about wishing. It's about actually looking at what you want, where your life to be and looking what you, at what you want your life to be and then knowing the work that you can do, getting intentional with the work so that the intentions line up with the goal that you're trying to manifest. Not just, well, I wish I can you know, have uh, this beautiful house and then you just don't do anything about it. And then you lay on the couch and watch more television, right? So think about Walt Disney himself. He had a dream to create a place you know, where he and his daughters could go and play together and have these magical times together. And if you have read or seen any documentary on him or about him, or again, read anything about him, you know that he faced a ton of turmoil in his life, a ton of hardship in his life, trying to get his company where he wanted it to be, which wound up being where it is today based on all the successors and look at how the, the most magical place on earth, quote, has been created from this guy's dream, his imagination. We all have that capability, we just need to tap into it. He never stopped dreaming, and you don't need to stop dreaming either. He is kind of a visionary, but you're a visionary too. Are you enacting on your visionary capabilities, or are you sitting on the couch? You will have to adjust and you will have to flow with your dreams. But when you're putting in the work, those dreams then become a part of you rather than something, it being something that you do when you feel like it. It becomes a part of you. The imagination, the dreaming, the visions, they become a part of you. You light it up inside of you. They're a huge deal. They're not to be underestimated, your dreams and your goals and your wishes and your and those things, the things that you want for your life. Those are a huge deal. They come from your soul. And here's the thing, even if that dream, even if like right now in the stage of your life that you're in, your dream is just to be the best listener you can for other people, then that's your dream. That's what you work on. That's what you create. So when shit happens to you, and life gets in your way, which it's going to, you have to keep dreaming, keeping the imagination alive because that what will, motiv will motivate you to move forward. That's what's gonna help to move you and push you to create these small steps to get closer to the life you want because no one else is going to come by and say, okay, here's your whole life and here's the, way, the things you're gonna do to get to these dreams. Those, that's not yours, that's someone else's. So you need to have that dreaming and imagining and getting big and dreaming big. Because my wish for you this New Year's coming up is not so that you can just restart everything on, on the first calendar day. We should be restarting ourselves every day. We have a, 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 a beautiful blessing every morning when we wake up and we get to restart. And so we don't have to just do it on January 1st. We should take all five of those things and move them forward. That's my wish to you. So that you my wish is so that you can move into those ways that you can step up your game and find the intention, find the happiness, find the dream that you're hoping and that's calling you and that you're hoping to reach one day. But my hope is that you can do the work to get there and that's why I'm here, to give you the tools. You have to do the work then to get there. And so next week, as we move into the first part of the year on, in this community, we will not be focusing on New Year anymore. We are actually going to be focusing on more ways to release and surrender into our lives so that we can move into happier versions of ourselves, which is what we focus on all the time here, not just at the first part of the year. 
So I wish you though a happy new year and I wish you a ton of blessings and bounty in the new year, but we are gonna have to do the work together to get there and we can right here on this podcast. So stay with us because we got great, more great episodes coming and thank you for listening to this one. We'll see you on the next episode. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.